You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some social media love to Locked On Patriots, be sure to follow the account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. And Murph, just a couple of minutes ago, I placed my very own DoorDash order to get my favorite Friday fish and chips lunch from Cello's Hometown Bar and Grill right here nice. in Rhode Island. You can do so all over New England. It should be here before the show is over. So a big thank you to DoorDash for lunch. Folks, place your order today using promo code LOCKED23. And stay tuned later in the episode to hear more from our friends at DoorDash. Patriots fans, we continue to bask in the glow. That's right, folks. I said it. Bask in the glow of the Patriots' third win of the season. Yeah, it hasn't happened all too often in 2023, so we're going to enjoy it while we can. A 21-18 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers at Acrisure Stadium on Thursday night. And as you can see, here to help me break it all down is the counter, Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy. Thank you for joining me today in friendship and victory, most importantly today, Don Murph. Oh, it's a pleasure, Michael. It's a pleasure. You know, with a little bookend Murph action, you know, you had the keys on, uh, you know, spelled out for everybody this week. They were turned. And, and, and what do you know? Victory, victory Friday. It's amazing, isn't it? It really does brighten your weekend. When you can head into the weekend with a victory, it's always a good thing. And folks, again, Murph and I are going to tell you that a victory is not a bad thing here today on Locked On Patriots. Don't buy into all the excess hype surrounding this team right now. This team needed a win and they got one, and that is a good thing for the Pats moving forward and even into their future. We'll explain that in just a minute, but Murph, Patriots had totaled 13 points scored in their previous three games. Yep. They exceeded that total in the first half with three scoring strikes from Bailey Zappi, including their first opening drive touchdown of the season. It was a dominant first half for the New England Patriots. Not a perfect game because their performance no. did regress into some rough terrain in the second half, including right up to the game's final moments. But yep. once again, folks, this win brings the Patriots to 3-10 and 10 on the season. Let's start on the offense, my friend. Your monster keys were finally turned. I found myself checking off each of the keys as the New England Patriots were marching down the field at times, especially in the first half last night. Murph. Explain to us, enlighten us. What was the difference this time around for Bailey Zappi and company? Yeah, uh, aggression. They they came out aggressive. Hmm. Uh, it, it, my my first key on my my ring this week, not to pat myself on the back, was to set up the run with the pass, uh, to throw over the top of these uh, these uh, Steelers linebackers, the Steel, Steeler linebacking core. That's where they're uh, at their weakest. Hit them up up the seams, and it worked. 
All mm. right. They, 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 uh, people have been stacking boxes against the Patriots, knowing that they're, they're a run first or thinking that they're a run first team. And, um, and that that's been detrimental to the running game for a great portion of this season. Um, mm. I knew that, that being aggressive in, in the middle of the field, up the seams, um, was going to set up the uh, the the run game. Uh, it w- it was definitely a set up the the run with the pass uh, t- situation this week. Uh, Bill O'Brien took that key, it turned it really quick, and it worked. And giving credit where credit is due to Bill O'Brien's game planning, uh, the yep. Patriots I thought did a much better job of protecting on the O line this time around. Actually, getting complimentary football played by their skill positions, meaning the yeah. receivers. Juju Smith Schuster had his best game as a Patriot by far in this matchup a little extra motivation against this former team. Uh, You know, that happens from time to time. These guys come in, they really, they want to play for a little extra something in front of their former home crowd. But at the same time, you want to give credit where credit is due to the guy under center. Look, I've been critical of Bailey Zappi, maybe a little overcritical of him at times, more so than I have been uh, with Mac Jones. So I will take mea culpa on that. But I thought Zappi exuded a cool confidence throughout the game that his teammates picked up on. You heard Zeke right. Elliott and you heard Hunter Henry after the game talk about how he just exuded that confidence all week um, into the huddle. And that really, I think, spread to the rest of the team. You saw him make improvement in his reads. That was something he had difficulty with right. against the Chargers last week. He came in a short week of preparation and was able to improve those. He did a much better job in making his reads and his decision-making was right. much quicker, was much more crisp. And when you have that, you lead to drives like that eight-play, 75-yard drive to open the game. This is something that Patriots have not done in a while. They put the all year. Yeah, exactly. It was a beautiful thing. What what a lot of people don't realize is that even though it was a short week, it was uh, it was Zappy's second week working with the number ones in practice, right. and it and it really showed. Uh, yeah. Last week was a little iffy. Probably had in the back of his head. You know, if am I on a short leash? If I screw up, am I going to get the uh, the start the week on on the Thursday after? And um, but he knew it's his. He knows that it's his job. It's his job now for the rest of the year. Bill painted it out after um, after the loss to the Chargers that uh, um, he came out and said that that uh, Mac has had his shot. We've mm-hmm. given him every opportunity. And even though Mac shows himself to be a much better practice player mm-hmm. than Bailey Zappi, Zappi's getting it done when the, the lights are on. And that's what really counts at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's that confidence. It's that ability yep. to rise above the nerves, to rise above the mistakes that are made. We saw right. Bailey make a few mistakes last night. It was sure. not a perfect game. Um you got to give a tip of the cap to a Landon Roberts who still continues to do what he does in the middle of that field. Murph. Yeah. I know you and I both chuckled at that because a Landon did it up here for so many years right. as a member of the new England Patriots, getting your hands on the ball, deflecting Cal Walker gets the tip. He intercepts I thought it. Landon was there a little early. Yeah. You know, I, I thought he was turning that outside show that inside shoulder. Just a little, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Yep. And if Hunter Henry can get called for those push-offs, then uh, I, I thought a flag should have been thrown there, but but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna berate it. I'm not gonna beat that uh, that that dead horse with a stick because the, at the end of the day the Patriots came out on top. Um, but I mean, hats off to Ezekiel Elliott for being Absolutely. so on point right there, not losing his head 
and going and making a stop that would have been a sure six points in a very different game. Yeah, without any question. And, you know, it's that type of heads-up play that you saw from the Patriots on Thursday that we haven't seen recently. No. It's been a long time since we've seen the Patriots with their head in the game. And that was really true of all of the uh, the Patriots uh, last night, um, whether it be on offense, defense, well, special teams, well, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, talk, yeah. About, we'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, not so fast, yeah, folks. It wasn't yeah, exactly yeah. Hold, the hold trifecta on. we were all hoping for, but much better showing from the offense. And you mentioned Zeke Elliott. Zeke continues to just do what right. Patriots expect him to do. 68 rushing yards, 22 attempts, 72 receiving yards, right. an 11-yard touchdown over the right pylon on the flat. That was a huge, uh, you know, gain for the New England Patriots there. Really set the tone. 140 really scrimmage yards uh, for Zeke um, continues to be a solid contributor. And really, I think playing himself into a uh, pretty lucrative contract in the off season, whether it be here or whether it be elsewhere, um, Zeke continues to keep the running game going. And they needed yeah. to see that with Ramondre Stevenson out for at least a couple of games with a high ankle sprain. Mark. That is, that, that's true. I, I was a, a little upset at the uh the the fact that Zeke didn't get more of a blow in this game, a little more a mm-hmm. little more uh you know handoff action to to some of the other backs that were active for this game. So one for the first time this season. And uh but but you you can't argue the the heart is still there, the wheels are still there and uh and the the experience that he brings uh that we talked about when he was signed uh, to come in here knowing his role, being able to accept his role, and bringing his knowledge of over a decade's worth of time in this league, it, it was all on display last night. It absolutely was. And it couldn't happen to a better guy, in my opinion. No. Zeke came in here with a good amount of star power. And he could have right. come in demanding a certain amount of carries, a certain amount of catches, a certain amount of spotlight. He understood this was Ramondre's running back core. And yep. I think playing complementary football has served him so well. It's good to see him get the opportunity to be the lead. Obviously, you want to see Ramondre out there if you're a Patriots fan. But bottom line, I think the Patriots running game is going to continue to go at a pretty good clip here, folks, with Ezekiel Elliott leading the way. And again, I also want to give a special birthday tip of the cap to Hunter Henry. It was nice to see him get back into the groove when it comes to the Patriots offense. Um, 29th birthday, catches three passes for 40 yards. Two of them went for touchdowns, folks, an eight-yarder, and then, of course, a 24-yarder. This is his third multiple touchdown game uh, as a member of the Patriots, Mark. But he also became the first Patriots player to score a touchdown on his birthday since running back Deion Lewis did it. He found the end zone on his 25th birthday, September 27th, 2015. you got to go back a little ways for that. that It was a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars as, again, if you're Bailey Zappi, you're coming into this game, you're down Kayshawn Butte, you're down right. Demario Douglas, you're down That's Devontae it. Parker. Right. Um, again, Juju stepping up was good. We even saw Tyquan Thornton get into the mix at times, but it was good to have that veteran presence. The veterans were so big in this game, especially Hunter Henry, especially Ezekiel Elliott. I think that contributed to seeing a calm, cool, and collected Bailey Zappi out on the right. field last night. It, it did. It allowed him to get into a rhythm with these guys. Um, so often, uh, people look at uh, at quarterbacks like Tom Brady, who completely spread the ball around everywhere, and they lose focus. And sometimes you can you can uh, get too focused on on a passer. Uh, that happens with with uh, with Mac quite often. But what um, 
what Zappy was able to do last night was go through his progressions because tip of the hat to the uh, to the offensive line who did a fantastic mm-hmm. job in the first half of this game. Um, and he was he was able to read through his progressions, actually get back to number one after getting to number three and, you know, finding the open man and hitting him. Uh, you know, Hunter Henry probably should have had a much better game than he even had last night because I thought I did. I thought the push off calls were, were just a little bit ticky tack. I didn't see an extended arm there at all. And um, they they had definitely been let go on uh, calls like that or had definitely been let go. Uh, multiple times during this season, both against uh, the the Patriots and for the Patriots. I think one of the big reasons why Patriots fans were so excited about what they saw about Bailey Zappi and the first half performance that he put on last night right. is it's been a long time since a Patriots quarterback has performed yeah. that well in a half in a football game. Go all the way back to the Tom Brady days, 2018 against the New York Jets in December yep. of 2018. That was the last time that a Patriots player had three touchdown passes in the first half. And, of course, Bailey setting his own personal career high. So you got to give a tip of the cap to the kid. Uh, wasn't a perfect outing, but it was pretty damn good in that yeah. first half. And that set the tone for the game, allowed the New England Patriots to play their game. And also what it allowed the Pats to do, get a little complimentary football for right. that defense, which continues to dominate, folks. That defense is worthy of all the praise it's going to get. And then some... Murph and I are going to heap some on the Pats defense in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, the only thing more important than cheering on your favorite team on game day is making sure that your game day table is well stocked. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery, they're on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. You heard me say earlier that I ordered my favorite Friday fish and chips on DoorDash from Cello's hometown bar and grill right here in Rhode Island. Well, guess what? It just got here. That's right, folks. Here it is. Sure enough, as soon as the pot is over, I'm going to be taking my break and dining well from my favorite local spot, thanks to DoorDash. So Locked On listeners, don't delay, do it today. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. That's when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Now that's subject to change and terms apply. So don't forget, use the code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. That's fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And because it's your team, we're going to break down your team's victory. The New England Patriots 21-18 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Steel City on Thursday night football. Murphy, offense is going to get a lot of the credit for what we saw last night, and justifiably so. Yep. It's been a long time since we had any offensive highlights to really get excited about as a right. New England Patriots fan. But those in the know, and those even that are on the periphery of being in the know, realize that this Patriots defense has probably not received 
the credit it's deserved all no. season long because of the three and ten record. Right. This New England Patriots run defense, especially, is performing at a historic level. We've seen guys step up and play outstanding football. Um, Jabril Peppers really, I think, has been one of their best defenders oh, all season long. You can make the argument between well, me and Christian Barmore. Extension core members of this defense that have held this together after the yep. injuries to Judon, to Christian Gonzalez, to Marcus Jones. This is a unit that's been decimated by injury but keeps plugging along right. because of solid, savvy veteran play. There were some guys that stood out last night. And again, monster keys were turned, folks. We keep saying it. You turn the keys, you go to the top. You don't turn the keys, you're never heard from again. Murph, as you're watching this game last night and you're watching your monster keys get turned on the defensive side of the ball, what stood out to you, my friend, in this? It, they set they set the edge. Um, uh, since since their their bye week, um, the uh, since their their change at offensive coordinator, the the Steelers have been trying more and more to get to that outside zone, and uh, and you need to set the edge to to stop that. And and when you when you look at a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers that likes to run the ball the way the Pittsburgh Steelers do, and your leading their leading rusher has 30 yards, you've had a really good day. Mm. When their leading rusher has 30 yards and he's the quarterback, you've had a really, really, really good day. They shut down Najee Harris. They didn't. Uh, Jalen Warren was was just so ineffective; it was unreal. These guys set the edge. They filled gaps up the middle, and they did not give them a chance to uh, to move the chains. They put it all on Mitch Trubisky's arm, and uh, and you know if it wasn't for a couple of breaks that um, that were given up, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> this the the Patriots defense might have been um, close to pitching another shutout. Yeah, absolutely. An eight-point swing that really was not the fault of the defense in the long run, folks. Right. And we're going to get to why that eight-point swing happened the way it did. But I'm so glad that you mentioned the run defense. What they're doing has the ability to make team history and even NFL history. The New England right. Patriots allowed 2.9 yards per carry and zero conversions to running backs on the ground right. last night. You talk about guys like Devon Godchow. Anthony Jennings stepping up, oh playing my God. some of the best run defense I've seen an edge guy play in a long time in yep. New England. Um, Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore, these guys deserve an awful lot of credit for being the line that they've been. I think Dietrich Weiss has also been excellent yeah. in run defense as well and aiding in that area. Um, the Pats are allowing just 3.2 yards per carry this season right now. That's the best mark in the NFL. If it holds, it's going to be the lowest by any team since the 2014 Detroit Lions did Damn. so. Great pull there, thanks to Zach Cox of Nesson. Oh, um, only six teams in work. the last 20 seasons were at 3.2 or lower. So if the New England Patriots do this, their franchise record is 3.0. That was set back in 1961. So you want to right. go back to real historic levels, folks. Patriots taking it all the way back to the Boston Patriots days almost. Bill Belichick as head coach of the New England Patriots, the best run defensive effort is 3.6 back in 20, back in 2003. Right. That was a historically great defense as well for the New England Patriots. So that's how rarefied air this New England Patriots run defense is right now. They're doing great stuff, and it really, really is um, 
I think, imperative to give these guys the credit that they deserve. This run defense has been phenomenal, and it's opening up so much to defend against the pass and allow secondary yeah. to be able to make plays. You saw Jonathan Jones make a play in the clutch right. last night. Jalen Mills had Veteran himself presence. one hell of a night. Absolutely. Um, Kyle, Kyle Duggar had a half a sack and, you know, uh, four solo tackles. It was just great across the board. Juwan Bentley, Jonathan Jones, you know, they, these guys were all able to to come up and support mm. the run last night. Miles Bryant, another fantastic day for Miles. Yeah. yeah, you want to talk about a guy that's working his way into a locked up contract, folks. Oh, Lock yeah. In Anthony Jennings, mm-hmm. and you heard it here on Locked On Patriots. The endorsement comes That's from it. myself and Murph. We definitely would love to see yep. him remain a New England Patriot for a good long while, but it has been. It's been a phenomenal effort for this defense, and it's a good thing this defense has been excellent because far too often, Murph, there have been special team snafus that have cost this team points. And I hate to say it, but that eight-point swing that made this a 21-18 to 18 game as opposed to a 21-10 to 10 game right. really, I think, falls on the shoulders of the special teams unit. Um, heading into the fourth quarter, I referred to this last night when I wrote for Sports Illustrated, a downward reversal of fortune. Right. And I think that's a good way to put it. Um, Miles Killebrew coming in, easily bypassing Ty Montgomery en route to blocking a punt attempt by Bryce Barringer. That block moved Pittsburgh back only 11 yards. The Steelers' offense took the field for a four-play, 26-yard drive. And, you know, Trubisky gets the one-yard touchdown. That includes a two-point conversion to Pat Fryermuth. You know Claire was excited to see that. She was the only one in Patriots Nation that was excited to see it. But I know she loves her some bad. Um, Bottom line, that made it a 21-18 game, and it kept things razor thin right up until the last possession I continue to struggle, Murph, to find reasons why this special teams unit struggles the way it does. Last night, it looked like just a breakdown in coverage. You saw Ty Montgomery get pulled off of that coverage very quickly. Kyle Duggar replaced him. You know that's not something that made the coaching staff happy. Um, This is a unit that looks like it needs to be overhauled in the offseason to me, bud. It it really does. We've talked about this at nauseum Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, This... this, too far too much money is spent on special teams in new england for them to play this badly okay not just one year but two years in a row um i'm sorry but you know there there really needs to be a a change you know cam accord has to go if joe judge's fingerprints are on this i'm not seeing it because it's definitely not the uh the special teams unit that it was under him before i see joe judge sitting there um, talking, uh, standing next to Bill Belichick, looking like the assistant uh, head coach as often as he possibly can. He, If that's the case, he needs to spend more time down there on the field with the special teams guys and talking to them because this is just awful. You know, this has just been awful. And it, it was an eight-point swing, as as Michael said, that just should not have happened. Um and there, there were there were other instances. There, there were there were penalties on Brandon Schooler had a, had another another stupid penalty on um, on special teams this week. It, 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 you can't have it. You mm. you just can't. And yeah. uh, and it's really ticking me off. I don't blame you. And I think it's really upsetting an awful lot of Patriots fans as well, because you look at a solid effort from the offense, another great effort from the defense. You put all these together, all of a sudden special teams just does its job. You're holding the opposing team to at least single digits, maybe 10, if you want to give them the full 10 at that point. But 
just these breakdowns continue to happen, folks. And again, Murph said it. The accountability needs to start at the top with the, the coaching, coaching staff. staff. If Joe Judge is not responsible for special teams and ultimately Cam Accord is the coordinator, the folks. Yeah, His name absolutely. is there. It's Cam mm-hmm. Accord. And, and he has had ample time to uh, to fix this, to work with these guys, to get the people in there that he wants. And, um, you know, for, for everybody talking about uh, how the, the Patriots cheap out everywhere, they don't cheap out here. Mm-hmm. No, they, they don't. They, they go out, they spend yeah. the draft capital, all right? They spend the money to bring in the best special teams players in the league because Bill knows how important special teams are. Yeah. You can go back and ask ask Tom Brady tomorrow how important special teams were to his success while he was here in, in, in New England. It was a heck of a lot of victories to that third phase, and that third phase has been non-existent for going on um, uh, 29 games now. Yeah, I think that's what's so surprising about all this is the Patriots invested in special teams in the offseason. Matthew Slater coming back for his final season. Cody Davis is back in the uh, the fold. Chris Boyd was brought in specifically for special teams prowess, folks. And these are dedicated special teamers. These are not guys that play at a high level, either on offense or defense, and they contribute to special teams. These guys are brought in specifically for the third phase of the game, and we're not seeing the execution. And and we're we're not talking a ton of money, you know, compared to the cap. You know, we're talking to a minuscule amount of cap space, you know, 3%. Right. But that's 3% more than other teams are, are putting out there. Everybody Absolutely. on special teams at 30, 30 other teams in this league, all right, they, they've got a punter, a kicker, and a long snapper. And that's right. it. Those are the people that are dedicated to special teams. Everybody else is your depth. So you're playing special teams or, you know, our best players play special teams. Maybe we need to go get Gronk out, you know, ask him to come back and get out there and block. Okay. Mm. For, for punts, because what's, what's going on now is not happening. Um, mm. You know, bring, if you want to bring somebody back, bring back Brandon Bolden. And, uh, you know, his special teams prowess is, is unbelievable and would have been worth the extra money as opposed to the people that they've brought in and the product that we're seeing every Sunday. You know what? Bottom line, folks, whether there are items to be nitpicked, things of that nature, the New England Patriots are enjoying this win. You saw a much lighter mood in the locker room last night. Bill Belichick was in a much better mood. Even Bill O'Brien cracked a few smiles in our video conferences with the coaches on Friday morning. It's an era of good feelings in New England right now. It still baffles me the amount of people that will look to pigeonhole this win or look to find a negative spin to place on the Patriots getting a win. Folks, Murph and I are going to try to unspin that for you. I understand we all want the top draft pick possible and the best draft positioning for the Patriots to be able to go out and get that franchise difference-making player. Last night's win did not preclude the Patriots from being able to do that. Murph and I are going to talk about why winning is a good thing. It's amazing we even have to preface that, but but we will when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast wraps up right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, football season is here, and there is no better time to use prize picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. In fact, 
they're the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of those other players, including the pros and the sharks out there, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. And listen up, folks, you are going to love this. With the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. And that's for football games and for basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. And Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. And if you're a Patriots fan and you're looking at that injured reserve list in New England, you know all about the need for injury insurance. So don't delay. Do it today. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's a first deposit match up to $100 by going to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Pats fans, thank you once again for making Lockdown Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Hopefully, your first listen each and every day. And don't forget, Lockdown Patriots is available on all platforms, including YouTube. So download, subscribe to, follow wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode of Locked On Patriots as soon as it's available. I am joined by the legendary Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports today. A little Victory Friday, a little hashtag Locked On Murph Friday for all of your listening and viewing pleasure. And folks, don't forget, even though there's no Patriots football this coming Sunday, hashtag Mailbag Monday is in full effect. If you're watching this right now, the mailbag is open. Get your questions in. Tag Murph at TMurph207. Tag me at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. Or tag the Locked On Patriots account directly at L-O underscore Patriots. If you're a listener or a viewer on YouTube, put your question in the comments section yeah. below. Just make sure to put hashtag Mailbag Monday so we know that you're submitting that question for use here on Monday. And, folks, we're going to get to as many questions as possible on Monday. A full mailbag is expected, and we can't wait to share our wisdom and counsel with all of your great insights. So don't forget, tune in on Monday for hashtag Locked on Murph Monday and Mailbag Monday as well. Right, Murph, it is a victory Friday. We're all in a good mood. Heading into the weekend, feeling pretty good. There's still going to be an aura of negativity that's going to surround everything the Patriots do. If they go out and win, it's a bad thing because they ruin their draft position. Yep. If they go out there and play well, well, that's not good because all you're doing is confusing the team and wondering whether or not they have their quarterback of the future. Um, you gave Ezekiel Elliott a chance to showcase himself. Congratulations. He's going to leave now. We're going to start hearing all of this for the next few days. You know it's coming. Probably has already started. Murph, why is winning considered such a bad thing when you're a 2-10 and ten team and need a victory desperately? Why does this narrative continue to persist? Uh, because it's something to talk about on sports talk radio. <laughs> okay. That's, that's why it lights up the phone lines. Okay. So now, now the, the two to six guys can sit there and drag 
this team for another reason. It, it, it's terrible, and you suck if you if you don't win. If they another another uh, another uh, nail in the coffin of Bill Belichick in his his era here in New England in Foxborough. And if you and if you go out and win, well, Bill is just trying to you know. Um, they, this team is just screwing themselves out of out of one of the two top quarterbacks in the draft this year. I don't want a quarterback in the draft this year in the first round, anyway. So I don't mm. care. You, st- I'll, I'll go to my grave, man. Alt is the pick. All right, I, I he trade trade down, trade back, get 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 my offensive line before you put a uh, a new quarterback into a meat grinder. And that's not even saying that that one of the quarterbacks that's on this team right now is going to be that guy. You know, we have no idea what's going to happen between between the end of the season and draft day. There's a there's, you know, an entire, um, you know, three months worth of free agency and and trade trade um, Mm. opportunities that that could bring in a a quarterback that could be a uh, a stopgap here. But no, that's the thing. What people don't get is he. If you have to wonder why this is a good thing, go back and watch David Andrews at the podium last night, mm. who's been run out there and run out there for eight straight weeks. Was well, well, how many how many losses in a row were we at? Six, five, five. Sorry, mm. and um, it, it's just been so long that 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 I lost count <laughs> there. But no, well, a lot it, of people it, have. It, You're not alone. Yeah, it, it's it's been it's been terrible for these guys that have to go up to the podium, and and explain how difficult it is to, to lose week after week. It's been difficult for these guys on defense when they keep getting asked, how, how hard is it for you to keep your spirits up when you're playing so well and the offense can't carry their water? Mm. Um, And, and you go back and you look at these same guys last night and just the look of relief on their face, just to remember what it's like to win, to go out there, work hard all week long, and come out with a win. Because all of these guys, as as so many said last night, we go out there and bust our butt every single day in practice, and um, and it's it's fabulous. Uh, um, from from Bill Belichick on down, you could just see the weight of the world come off their shoulders for a simple victory down there in Pittsburgh, and it, it it's just, I mean. Nobody but Rob Gronkowski likes beating Pittsburgh more than I do. Um, but but you could say last night a lot of other guys joined that club uh, just because they got a win and they were able to go up there and smile at the podium instead of hanging their heads and say, "Guys, we're we're trying, we're we're, yeah. we're working our butts off." Yeah. They they have been doing that, and last night it showed. And it really showed most of all at the podium afterwards, in the locker room afterwards, even coming off the field afterwards. You 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 saw reports from guys like Chris Gasper and and um, Phil Perry. Uh, just you know, it was it was almost like watching a bunch of kids come off the field after a yeah. win. Yeah, exactly. So well said. And piggybacking off of what Murph just had to say, folks, a morale-boosting victory like you saw last night on the field has a ripple effect on everybody in that locker room. Right. You're talking about long-term because that's the common argument against a win last night is that it's not good for the Patriots long-term. Yeah, I assure you, folks, it is. Not every player on this team is going to be cleared out at the end of the season. You have a lot of guys coming back that are looking to build on something, and you need a win like this to prove to yourselves that you're capable of taking that next step. Exactly. Free agents you want to bring back. Free agents you want to attract. 
into right. New England that you want to come here to show that there is a building block. Any true Patriots fan had to love the embrace between David Andrews and Matthew Slater last night yep. after the game. That's the image that right now is in my mental camera roll and will continue to be and may actually be the lasting image for this season for me, folks. Take a look at two team captains, probably the two most revered guys in this locker room, on this roster, embracing each other and enjoying a moment that really, I think, is going to be a good thing for the New England Patriots moving forward. You saw guys like Bailey Zappi and Hunter Henry and Ezekiel Elliott after the game talk about camaraderie and players coming together for a common goal and helping them be able to achieve victory. It's so important. It really and truly is. Right. And anybody that's downplaying that right now, I don't think truly gets how important it is for a New England Patriots team that was 2-10 and 10 to be able to show that they can go out there and they can right. take it to a team that most people thought was going to win last night because of their playoff standing, because of right. the fact that they're a winning team, a 7-5 and five team. Patriots didn't fold. They took it to them on their home field and were able to uh, play a solid game. And the other side to this, Murph, obviously, is hurting your draft capital, hurting your draft position. We're hearing that an awful lot. Yeah. Look, folks, I understand that long-term success, again, is what matters when it comes to this New England Patriots team. But I think it's important to point out that even with the win last night, the New England Patriots still own the number two overall pick. Yep. They still have the second best odds at a top two pick right now. Yep. And with how bad Carolina has been, uh, <laughs> several uh, you know Patriots uh, reporters, several yep. Patriots fans are really acknowledging the fact that you're probably not catching them anyway for the number no. one pick. So no. in that regard, you almost have to look at this win as a positive in every stretch of the imagination. The Patriots didn't hurt their draft position last night. And Evan Lazar of Patriots.com, I thought, put this eloquently uh, on social media and handling a few of the trolls that were attacking him for saying, having the audacity to say that the New England Patriots winning a game is a good thing. I mean, what do you want these players to do? Do you right. want Bailey Zappi to go out there and intentionally throw interceptions because it's good for the future of that the team? That wasn't the plan. He's not going to do that. And that's never been the plan. That's not going to be the plan. No. You heard Jabril Pepper say at the tail end of that game last night, we won this one for Bill. There's a lot yep. of pride in that locker room right now. And they're not going to tank right. simply because it's in the best interest of getting a top draft pick. Uh, it's never been a strategy that I believe works, and it's never going to be a strategy no. that works, especially here in New England. But. Tanking is for loser franchises, and mm. this is not a loser franchise. This is a team that's gone out there, busted its butt, and tried to win every week. It hasn't happened by hook or by crook, but you can go back to you know, moves that weren't made in April, May, and June, and moves that weren't made when guys went down during this season, um, you know, players, talented players that that were shipped off for attitude reasons. Um, it, these guys, like you said, go out there and and um, <clears throat> bust their butt. And like Pepper said, standing in front of his locker room, his his locker last night was, you know, they're they're really tired of Bill taking the blame for everything for the vitriol that is coming at Bill Belichick. I'm telling you right now, if you go into that locker room, there may be two or three guys that wouldn't that wouldn't lie down in front of a bus for Bill Belichick and who wouldn't say that he is the greatest coach that they have ever played for. One of the Patriots' most prominent ex-players 
went out on a limb and said, Bill Belichick is one of the reasons why I am the player yeah. I am today. He's one of the reasons why I was so dedicated to my craft. He worked with me, nurtured me, got me to where I need to be. That guy is Rob Gronkowski, who shared yep. those sentiments on Friday morning. Someone who we were led to believe had an awful right. lot of animosity toward Bill That's Belichick. It. But it's funny how That's this animosity kind of drifts Bill away. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. When the narrative is no longer sticking, folks, that right. narrative disappears. That's when you know that it That's wasn't it. a true narrative to begin with. And believe me when I tell you, these players are enjoying this win. They're moving forward, and they should. And if you're a Patriots fan, you should as well. It doesn't make you less of one to enjoy what the Pats did on Thursday night. And again, folks, look at the evidence. Look at the empirical evidence. They didn't hurt themselves in the draft, if that's what you're concerned about. Right. So, folks, enjoy the weekend. It's been a long time that's since it. Patriots fans have been able to enjoy the weekend. The Pats are going to enjoy a little bit of an extended break before turning their attention to the Kansas City Chiefs in a matchup on Sunday, December 17th at 1 p.m. from Gillette Stadium. Not a Monday nighter anymore, Murph, but you know what? Thank the late God. nights are not exactly things that we enjoy Thank covering God. here. So you know what? Embrace the 1 p.m. Sunday game at Gillette Stadium coming up against the defending champions. But one thing we always embrace is having this guy here on the show each and every week, twice a week. Murph, thank you so much for your wisdom, your counsel, your friendship, most of all your monster keys. Please let everyone know what they can expect from you over the weekend, heading into next week as we uh, turn our attention now to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, you know, of course, we're turning our, uh, our attention to Patty Mahomes and and uh, and that crew. It's it's going to be a, a rough week of keys cut, but I'll, I will have them out well before the game, and I'll get them back up to Bill O'Brien, and maybe he'll actually use them for an entire game this week. Um, it, it's other than that, the the winter meetings are are, are shutting have shut down. Uh, for baseball, so I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a break because I'm not expecting the uh, the Red Sox to do much of anything between now and whenever Shohei Otani signs uh, in 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 Dodger Land. He's going to be a Dodger. People, just just stop, just stop with everything else. He's going to be a Dodger. Um, and uh, and uh, of course, you can follow me on the 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 former Bird app on Zitter at Team Earth 207 because you, you just never know what might tickle my fancy, and I I feel like putting you know pen to paper on. That's it, folks. And again, anytime Murph puts pen to paper, he puts voice to microphone. It is appointment listening. It's appointment viewing. Definitely check it out. You'll be more informed. You'll be entertained. But most of all, it makes you a better football or a baseball fan, and you can't ask for anything more. And don't forget, folks, get those questions in for hashtag Mailbag Monday. We expect a full mailbag on Monday, and we can't wait to share all of your great insight in Patriots Nation and hopefully lend a little wisdom and counsel in the process on it ourselves. So on behalf of my good friend, Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports, I am Mike DeBate, reminding you all to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Thank you for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here again on Monday for Hashtag Mailbag Monday on Locked On Patriots.